the reading that we we read, we're going to go straight into our message this morning, just to or this afternoon, to um, give us time to have a look at some of these things uh, that we have spoken about, and we had. We had two readings this morning that we read and, and heard, and uh, two readings both have unique story, uh, but it also have the same same focus as concerning the kingdom of God. And I'm gonna going to talk on on Matthew chapter 25. And uh, the message I want to share with us this morning is, "Behold, the bridegroom has come." And uh, I just want to touch briefly on. Matthew 22, just to give us why is the reason that I sort of chose them to go inside with, with the message that I'm going to share uh, with this morning. But before that, let's just uh, commit this time to God. Mm. Father, we thank you that we can stand before you and in, even in our homes, that we can read your living word, word of life, word of the spirit, words that can really open our hearts and draw us close to you, our Father. Lord, I pray that those words will speak to us this morning, this afternoon, and able to, to fulfill this purpose, Father. Lord, we are your vessel, that things that need to be clarified, Lord, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one of us, and especially for me as I share uh, thy words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I mean, I think one of one of the things in this chapter 22 that, that we spoke about it just briefly cover, cover is the message that I find in Matthew chapter 22 was the from verse 11 uh, to the end of that, that, that passage or the end of that uh, sentence. It said, but the king, when the king came to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friends, how did you come here without a wedding garment? And he said he was speechless. And and I think this this verse clearly indicated to us who we are and what we are. Uh, how ready are we when the Lord Jesus Christ is come again? And this is the King who come to inspect or come to meet the guests, and he find one person uh, without a wedding garment. And what I I can put to us this morning that this man is. Uh, uh, um, he's not a born-again Christian. He was not a person that was prepared and ready to meet the, the bridegroom on his coming. And, in, and, and the king said, how did you get here without a wedding? You know, when you go to a wedding, in those days they have, I think, more like everybody's look, look alike when they go to a wedding because there is a cultural uh, significance in, in those days. And even, even with us, uh, New when we go to a wedding, we're all dressed up and we're all, everybody can recognize you're going to a wedding. But if this person and the Christian has asked, how did you get here without a wedding gown? And we know the wedding gown represents the righteousness of God. And God has roped us and has closed us with his righteousness. And if we don't have the rope of righteousness within us, uh, the king will not recognize us when he come to see us. And this person is not a born-again Christian. And it's very important for us to get ourselves ready to be born again 
and get ourselves ready. When the king come, and he said, how do you get here? And you know for sure that you're ready. And uh, I think those are the, the important things, but the, 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 the saddest things that we don't want to face up to it, when the king has come, uh, in the last verse of their last verse 13 and 14, they say this word, then the king said to the servant, bind him hand and foot and take him away and can't cast him out, cast him out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing your teeth. Those are the the challenges. It's not something to 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 uh, scare us. To let's get ourselves ready. It's so important that we are genuinely seeking and searching the righteousness of God because it's made available to us to put on the rope of His righteousness. So I think I'll just leave leave that to us uh, in that chapter this morning to to give you a clear understanding that what God, what the King is coming, Jesus is coming to meet His bride, and if we're not ready, uh, we will be thrown out. But in in the parables of the ten virgins, uh, it's given us uh, in chapter twenty five, and the message I want to share with us here this morning. And it's clearly the word of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come, uh, behold, uh, the bridegroom is coming. And I hope that we're all ready to meet with the bridegroom. This, this parables, or why Jesus wrote these parables, was in response to those who were opposing his view concerning the kingdom of God. So he find a way that is easy for those objected to him to understand what is the true meaning of the kingdom of God and give those indications to us. And the one thing that we need to be aware, very clear of, that the message that Jesus spoken or the word that Jesus spoken 2,000 years ago has never changed. Nothing has been taken out of it. Nothing has been added on it. It's still the same from that time that he has spoken those words. And verse 1 has said these words, at that time, the kingdom of heaven would be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five wise. And those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil with their vessel with their lambs. So what, is, what it says here, the virgins, it represents a person who had no relationship with anybody else. A person who is waiting for the right one, for the right person to be married. This, this is something that we look into. So a virgin is a person who had no relationship with anybody else, but is waiting, uh, preserving for the right, right person to come. And this is also it's representing the church. The church of God must be prepared, ready to meet with the Savior, with the Lord when he comes. And the, the oil represented the Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter, chapter 4, verse 6 spoke of that and said this where the prophet was shown a vision of a great golden lampstand with two olive trees standing beside it. Uh, the tree tripped oil into the bowls of the lampstand, and Zechariah was told, not by night, nor by power, but by the Spirit of, says the Lord. So this oil symbolizes the Spirit of God. And if your lamb stand or if your lamb 
is not filled or if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, we need to really look at those things right at this moment. But in this parable, the bridegroom for the ten virgins are waiting for. What, what is so important here that the, the, the bridegroom um, or for the, for the ten virgins that are waiting for is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And we know that, that everybody in the church are waiting for the bridegroom to come. And it's given us an indication in this verse that we read this morning how important it is for us to get ourselves ready and to wait for the Lord when it's come. Five, the Bible says that have five foolish uh, virgins and five wise virgins. And the foolish virgins are those who aren't prepared. Mm. Those who are going with the flow, and you know, there, there's a lot of people out there who are just going with the flow with a, you know, not really seek to come and truly understand the, the, the Word of God. And we know so many people there out there in the world are not prepared, unprepared for the coming of the, to meet with the bridegroom. They're just going with the flow. And also represented the unbelieving world, the world that are not have nothing to do with the Holy Spirit, have nothing to do with God, have nothing to do with Christianity. And they are the world who rejected God. But the five wise virgins are those who are born again, believers, and the born again churches who are waiting for the come. This is the wise virgin who are committed believers, who are prepared, who are ready, who are looking forward, and they are doing all the right things. They're not only just um, uh, filling up their land with the, the oil, but they were sharing. They were shining out their lights to others. They were telling. They were, they were going out and, and, and telling and showing and shining and something that we should be all be doing uh, when we come. And this is what it is. There, there's a lot of church out there, unbelieving church, who are influencing the world. And we, as people of God, we believe that we should be standing up with our lamp, shining out to some of those areas that are not really come to know God. The question for you uh, this morning or this afternoon, are you ready? Are you ready when the bridegroom is coming? Because the question that I want to give to us here is, are you ready? Because when the bridegroom come, there is no second chance. There is no second chance for you to make up or to do things that, uh, that you haven't done before to get yourself ready. When the bridegroom comes, and the Bible said that in John chapter 14, that he's coming not to, to say to you, are you ready or not ready? And the Bible said that he's coming to take you to be with him. And that is the important fact for us. When, when the bridegroom comes, he's not coming to, to, to say to you, oh, are you ready or are you not ready? He's mm -hmm. coming to meet the bride and to take the bride to be with him. And, and that is so important for us. The question for us is, are you ready to meet with the bridegroom? Because there is no second chance uh, for us to have those things. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 and 6. And this is one of the desire, God's desire for the world and for all of us. 
God desired was that nobody will be lost in the world, but everybody will be saved. And Paul reminded Timothy this in First Timothy chapter two, verse four and verse six, and he said, "It was God wants everyone to be saved and fully understand the truth. There is only one God. There is only one way that people can reach God. That way is through Christ Jesus, who as a man gave himself to pay for everyone to be free. This is the message that was given to us at just the right time. So God's desire is for everyone, as for each and every one of us, that each one of us should be saved and be ready when he's coming. Verse 5 and verse 7, But the bridegroom was delayed. They all slumber, slept. And at midnight a cry heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. The, the question for us here, or the, some of the things that we want to understand, is that there's no indication to say that um, why was the bridegroom's delay? What, what was delayed? Is he's giving time for us to, to, to prepare ourselves and get ourselves ready before he's come? And did him give us a clear indication why was the bridegroom del delayed uh, his coming? But the important things for us is to continue getting ourselves ready, getting ourselves ready for for the Lord. We continue to do the things that that that, that God has called us to to do, and it's very important in in our relationship with God to have these things in our life. This is um, one of the the sad things that we can look on in in, in our lives. You know, just uh, coming, go out to meet Him. And all those witches arose and trimmed their lamb. You know, so one of the things here that we have, they were, when they find out that the, the bridegroom was delayed of coming, they slumber and sleep. They fall asleep and, 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 and not getting themselves ready. So slumber is to sleep peacefully right through the thunderstorm or sleep undisturbed. When you fall off to sleep, it's sleeping undisturbed. And sometimes there are people out there in the world who are just so tired and fall asleep and don't hear the message that God has given to us. Paul tells us in First Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, tells us that when he comes for the church, it will be with a shout. And that shout may be this electrifying words that we will hear, behold, the bridegroom is coming. And this is uh, important for us to remember those things. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. He's coming to take you to be with him. Where he is, you will be also with him. He's not coming to call another Zoom meeting with you. The bridegroom <laughs> comes to take his pride to the wedding feast. There is no second chance, third chance, fourth chance. But when he comes, He's come to take those. You know, the yeah. Bible spoke of those who are missing their chance, the first chance to meet with the bridegroom. Those are the ones who will left, be left behind. And this is spoken to unbelieving world. When Jesus comes to take his people to be with him, there will be a lot of, lot of people who will be left behind. And what I'm saying to us that we need to prepare ourselves that we will not be left behind because we need to get ourselves ready. We need to get ourselves uh, uh, wait uh, to meet with the Savior. 
the unbelieving world is confused and busy attending to their own affairs. Though they are aware of the invitation that was given to them, people know that Jesus will come again, but they were just ignorant and ignoring the things of God. And this is what it is in Matthew chapter 22, verse 5. The world is busy, and they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his own farm, and another to his business. This is the situation of our world today that we are falling into. In verse 8 and verse 9, verse 8 and verse 9, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. Instead, but go rather to those who are selling and buying for yourself. In this verse, it is a crisis. In it is revealed the wisdom of the wise and the foolishness of the foolish. The foolish, the foolish they find their lambs are flickering, fading away, about to go out. And they're reaching out for something. Their oil is gone, and they are dismayed, and, and they are dismayed that they have discovered there's no need for them. And they were panicking when the Lord is coming. They were panicking. You may have 10 friends or family members. Five of them are wise and five of them are, uh, are foolish. Don't you think it will be a sad time right at this moment to say no to your friend? Because you can't do anything else. You can't do anything else. Or you'll do your family members. When the bridegroom come with a twinkling of an eye, those that who are in Christ will be taken up to be with the Father. And those who are left behind will have to go through with the tribulations of life that they will experience. But for us, it is so important because there is no time when the bridegroom come to make a phone call and to ring up to, uh, your cousin or your uncle or your friend said, are you ready? There is no time to do that. Because the Bible said, with a twinkling of an eye, you will be taken away. And this is yeah. how it is for each and every, every one of us. Get ourselves ready. Get our family ready. Get our friends ready. Get, get, get uh, those people uh, that you know ready. But many of this world keeping delaying and delaying. This is a very sad situation for us to say no to a family member. I don't have enough oil to share with you. Go and buy somewhere else. Or say to your best friend, I'm sorry, I don't have enough oil to share with you because it's too late to say anything. In First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and 52 said, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Verse 10 said these words, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was closed. I want you to take clear notes of this, because when the door is closed, this is it. There's no other chance for each and every one of us. Uh, the door is closed, there's no time to make up or do anything else. 
as we've seen in this reading in verse 10, it said, but while they were went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. So in the other way, those who are ready wrapped it with him to, to be with, with the Lord. And the door is closed that there is no opportunity for those who are not ready or near ready because you don't want to be near ready and missed out. You want it to be right now to give in your life to God, to become a born-again Christian. And through your born-again Christians, okay. that you will share that message with your friends who are just about to be there or not ready yet and tell them it is now that we need to give our life to the Lord. Because when I was reading this, the word no, the word no's means it's, it's very hard to, to accept by anybody. But that's the reality of it. If you're not reading, the door will be closed for the last time. There's no other chance that we have. But when the door closes, it's closed. We'll be taken with, to be with the Lord. Verse 11, it said, after the, other, after the other virgin came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. And he answered, said, I do not know you. What's therefore? For you know neither day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So it's very important for us to be aware of, of these parables that there is no other chance to go and top up our lampstand. When the Lord comes, he comes to take us to be with him. And the last verse that he said, this is not part of the parable to, to, to the story of the parable of the kingdom, but he was saying to those who are there with him, what's there for? For you know neither day nor the hour in which the Son of Man has come. So in the other words, he is telling us as leaders to tell others that the Son of Man is coming again. This is important for us to have these things that God will, will lead us and God will guide us into eternity. May God bless you all and may God lead us. Somehow my, my camera has been switched out and I can't see anybody, but I hope that everybody hear me.